Welcome to the Oasis Revival Ministry podcast and sermon of the week. We hope you enjoy this message by Harry Engelbrecht. For more sermons or info regarding our church, visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za. We're going to speak on the Holy Spirit and power and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ today. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. So, we don't got power. He's got all the power. Then he says to his disciples, I'm giving you power to trample upon all the scorpions and snakes and all the power of the enemy. God's power is greater than the power of the enemy. And I'm going to show you what is that power. What is God's power look like? Because... Then, in Luke twenty four forty nine, you you don't have to go there. You can later go to one Peter two, which I will read. But Luke twenty four forty nine says, "And behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power on high." So God wants to give us power, not our power, God's power. You yeah. You can relax. Do you understand it? But maybe it's too much, you know. Um, but just listen. You don't have to write. Just listen. Just enjoy the, the word of power. Because I'm going to share later on the seven areas where Jesus shed blood. And that's going to set you free. So this is just a small intro. So we know, he says, go and wait for the power. Not the Holy Spirit. I'm not, we need the Holy Spirit. So when I talk about power, I'm not talking against the Holy Spirit. Please, uh, just try and see it. But it says power. It didn't say Holy Spirit. <laughs> you hear? I want you, every time when you read your Bible, this is my Bible, read the Holy Spirit, but be open now. Let, my, let I open up the word power for you. You hear? What is power? You know, politicians looking for power, the wrong power. <laughs> Other people looking for power to heal <laughs> with wrong motives or right motives. But we're all looking for a certain type of power to, to do things. That's not what I'm talking about. But God says, go and wait till you receive the power. Because a lot of people is filled with the Holy Spirit, but there's no change taking place. Sorry, I'm not backing your people. We need the power of God. The power to change. When, we, when, we, when somebody walks in, there must be a power. There must be God upon his life that will change things. And God choose Jesus that and us. I said in Acts 1 verse 8, uh, you will be endued from power on high. Okay, sorry. It says, but you shall receive Mine. Oh, sorry now. Mine sounds just the same. Today I will not answer any military stuff. But you shall receive power after that you, Holy Ghost, is come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. So, there's something after the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not the power. I might be shocking somebody now. <laughs> there is the Holy Ghost. We get and then after the Holy Ghost, there's power. God's power. All right. 
I'm going to explain that to you. If you understand that, that I'm today the doorkeeper. I'm opening the door and let the light out. I'm today the tap, opening the tap, and the Holy Spirit, water flows through me. I'm not the water. All right. Okay, so just be there. So, in, when God... Yeah, let me just continue keeping. So, what happened straight after that? The Holy Spirit was poured out. The people talked in tongues. All right, you agree. But the tongues wasn't the power. Some people think the tongues is the power. You need the Holy Spirit. Out of Him, the power will come. So you cannot have power without the Holy Spirit. But He separates it and says there will be power. You know, when they receive the Holy Spirit, they speak in tongues. All right? Then, what happens, you, I'm not going to read it now. I'm going to read it in, in 1 Peter. I will just tell you the story, and you can go and read it to see if I'm true, what I'm saying. So what happened when the Holy Spirit poured out, they speak in tongues. Peter stands up and says, this is what has been written in the last days. God will pour out his Holy Spirit. They will see visions and dreams, and he give all the list. Then, let's go there. Go to Acts. Because I'm, 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 I'm seeing, I'm touching. It's like a shock to somebody. Let's go there. Acts 2. Oh, what's the time? Okay. I'm this last time I'm going to say it. Um, okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. And when the day of Pentecost come, okay, we know they, they, the Holy Spirit was poured out. When they're all filled with the power, they speak in tongues. Tongues is basically the, the ministry of the revelation of Christ, where we speak to God and don't understand the knowledge, but we receive revelation from God for it. Just, I'm not going to preach on tongues now. So then in Acts, yeah, in Acts 2, 4, the Holy Spirit has been poured out. They speak in tongues. Uh, they praise in God. And here comes Peter. Listen, this is the key where the power is going to lie. Because after you receive the Holy Spirit... You know uh, what he said? After you, you will receive the power after the Holy Ghost. And you will be witnesses. Now, Peter is witnessing about the power. And he says the following. It shall it come, verse 20, Exodus 20, uh, 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declared that I will pour out my spirit upon all men. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, see visions. Then he continuing, verse 21 and it shall be that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay, I'm just picking a few things here. Verse 23. Okay, verse 22. You men of Israel, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited, pointed out, shone forth and commended, attested to you by God, by the mighty works and the, the power of performing wonders and signs which God worked through him. In the midst, as you yourself know, this Jesus, when delivered up according to the definite and fixed purpose, settled plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified. And then he talks, if you read later on, he talks, Jesus being crucified, I think it's verse 24. But God raised him up, liberating him from the pangs of death, seeing that it was not possible for him to continue to be controlled or retained by it. Death. Okay. Okay, you wonder where I'm going. Just keep with me. So Paul, this is Peter. Paul was saying, I don't preach anything. 
I don't want, I'm, for I'm determined not to know anything among you except Jesus and him crucified. Okay. He says, my speech is not in words, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. Remember, you're going to hear the word power a lot today. Power. Your faith should not stand on the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So if we know the power of God, that's where your faith should be in. Okay. Um, all right. Let me just continue. Okay. Now let me reveal that to you. What is the power of God? If you go, Peter's preaching about Jesus, and he says the following in Romans 1 verse 6, and 16, sorry, Romans 1 verse 16. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. We're singing about the good news, the good news of living and dying for us. For it is God's power working unto salvation, for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confident surrender and firm reliance on Jesus. So if you believe on Jesus, this, the fact God chose him out of everything, God sent him and chose him to die for us, to rise from the dead, to take away our sin, and the whole story, I'm going to share a little bit on that. That's the power of God. It is not the power of men, the power of the foot on the nice fast car, you hear so many horsepower. You hear there is the Bible talk power, and people think, okay, dunamis and so on. I want to put a definition if I can. This is me, just me. Uh, you can take it or leave it. But the power of God is the story of Jesus Christ. How God sent him, we believe unto him, and get restored back to God. But we could not do, have, do it out of ourselves, if you listen to the words. And the thing. We cannot do it out of ourselves. Men always want to try and do it out of themselves. We always want to do it out of, out of ourselves. So the definition of power is actually influence. The influence of the Holy Spirit, of the influence of God upon our lives so that we, we can believe in Him through the, the message of the cross. Okay, just all day. I will continue. So the power is not in the Holy Spirit. It's not in the tongues. It's in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That's what God chose to be, the power. But we need the Holy Spirit. We need the others to give us the revelation and the help. The Holy Spirit is the helper, the comforter to know that in your hearts. So I'm not speaking against the Holy Spirit. So today, you can go 1 Peter 2 verse 7. I'm going to talk about the power in the death of Jesus Christ or the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's going to set you free today because it's going to give you understanding which you not, not have before. So, um, 1 Peter 2 verse 7, and the rest, I'm just going to read this, and the rest you can just listen. If you want to check out if I'm, if I'm right, it's good. Um, it says, To you then who believe... Are we believers? Yes. Who adhere to trust in and rely, 1 Peter 2, 7. To you then who believe is the preciousness, but for those who disbelieve, the very stone which the builders rejected become the main 
cornerstone. For us who believe he is precious, what does preciousness mean? Valuable. And a lot of time we find ourselves where we, we get confused with the world that we don't believe. You know, we struggle to believe, is this true Jesus? To us who believe that he died and what he did, which I will talk about now. Verse 29, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know what I've chosen? I've chosen the speaker lady there. I've chosen and I blessed her. Yeah, yeah. So God has chosen all of us in Christ. Everybody who believes is chosen. He made the way. And he made a way when we're not a people of him, where we were, when we were still in sin. That's when he made a way. He didn't wait till we write. Then he made the way. He, he made a way when we were not right. I just want to say that. So sometimes we think we, God only made a way when you write. No, he chose that. He chose Jesus to make it right. All right. Now I'm going to start. Uh, maybe you just want to read this one. You can later check it. You, 1 Peter 8, 1, verse 18 and 19. Just one page back. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and spot. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. So you were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. And for us who believe, that's the power of God. You're here. Now, let me start. The first place where Jesus shed blood was in Gethsemane. You're here. So this is all God's plan leading up to death and then later resurrection. So the first place, uh, and you can follow it and read it. I will just mention where it stands. Otherwise, I'm stop and go, stop and go. So I'm just going to speak and say, this is the scripture. Read it if you want to or not. Okay. So we read in Luke 22:44, Jesus being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat was as it was great drops of blood falling to the ground. So there's the blood. The first time Jesus shed blood. He is on the way to the cross. Um, his disciples is with him. He took some of the disciples to pray. The others stay behind. They're falling asleep. You hear? And now he's praying to the Father. Father, let this cup pass me. He said, not my will be done, but your will be done. You hear? So... And then he, says, he wake up his disciples a second time and a third time. And he told them... The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Isn't that us? <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You, yeah, do not fall into temptation and all those things. So, this blood is called the blood of faithfulness. That God decided that Jesus will sweat blood because the agony of the purpose he needs to die for all the sin. That is all the stress of our life. That is the pressure of we carrying each day in our life. Just want to see what I wrote, what I felt like. 
Yeah, it's the stress, it's the pressure, it's the agony, it's the worries that we go through. And then we also do not know God's will fully. We know some of his will. Then we have to know that Jesus complete the whole will of God on our behalf. That's what he was struggling. And sometimes we're struggling. God, what's your will about my finances? God, what's your will about my relationship? God, what's your will about this? Jesus sweat that for us. So, we want to do what is right, but still do the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Our motives is right, but we still do the wrong thing. But Jesus know that when he went to the cross. We only see sin. Yes, we know it is a result of sin as well. Uh, but we still do the wrong thing. God's will was done through Jesus. We can surrender to it. So the blood does what we cannot do, even if we want to do it. All right. We must surrender and depend on God. The words that came out as well. Surrender. Continue surrendering. Sometimes we surrender, and when we see things getting better, then we like, hey, I've got it, and then you don't surrender anymore. Just continue surrendering, trusting, trusting God. All right, let's, is it good? Next place, which I call the blood of conquest. The next place where Jesus shed blood was, I'm not going to tell the whole story, I'll take too long, but you will know it. That's when the, the soldiers mock and spit on him, yeah, they put a robe upon him, and they put a crown on his head. When they put a crown, which is like a king's crown with thorns, the blood came from his head. All right, so that is where blood was coming from the head uh, of Jesus. When they had twisted the, Matthew twenty-seven twenty-nine. when they had twisted the crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bow the knee before him, mocking, Hail King Jesus. All right. So what did, why did Jesus have to go through that part? With the blood on his head. The thorns, we know related, and this is, is my interpretation, the thorns relate to curse. You hear? Right in the beginning, in Genesis, I'm not going to read to Genesis 3, 17, 19. I said, Cursed is the ground. Um, on your toil you shall eat, both thorns and thistles it shall bring. Sweat on your face you shall eat. This was the result of sin. The curse were basically there. Jesus came, where we know, to remove the curse. Part of the curse is strengthened because of the law. I'm not going to explain everything. I will read some of it. You can go and check where it is if needed to. Christ became a curse for us not for, because we're not fulfilling the law is a curse. That's in Galatians 3.10. So we could not fulfill all those rules and regulations and all the things that we want to put on people. You know, first do this and this and this, then you're right. Lucky God decided long time ago to put us aside to die while we were not right. You hear? So Christ redeemed us, Galatians 3.13, from the curse of the law. Also the curse of the thorns 
talks here about the curse of work. You know, sometimes we struggle to get employment. You know, we are struggling with our work, the things that we go work, the struggle to get provision and money. We think work is going to give us that provision and money. The money and the provision, everything we got, we get from God. And not just necessarily from our work, but we know God called us to work and not to steal. <laughs> it's, you know, if you're stealing, you, you, you bring it to yourself. It's not God cursing you. You put yourself there that you cannot get. Therefore, stop s- stealing. Get a work and give to people. You yeah. So God's way is that we are not cursed as children of God, it says there, because he became a church. Not our children, not our work. We do not struggle to work or to have work. So we can pray that. So now later I'm going to talk about the application of the, the blood of Jesus through faith. In the Old Testament, they sprinkle all the vessels everywhere, the people, the vessels, everywhere. Thank God we don't have to kill animals anymore. You know, he says, in sacrifice, I don't delight anymore. But in obedient. And Jesus was the obedient one on our and your behalf. All right. So, let me move on. Part of this crown is also rulership. To restore rulership in our life. That we can have power over all the power of the enemy. If you believe that that the devil and Jesus are on the same level... You will not have the power. If you believe Jesus has the power all over everything, then you will have the power. Then he says, I will give you the power over all the power of the enemy. But because we're struggling certain things, we think it's the enemy. I've got good news for you. It's maybe not the enemy. <laughs> it's maybe your decisions. It's maybe an unrevelation mind of what Christ did for you. You, yeah. And this is what we need. So, quickly, I oh, only find me only 20 minutes. Sorry. My wife said, You will not say that. I already did it. Okay, crown relates to the rulerships. He was mocked by the crown. The blood restored dominion to man forever in Christ. God wants us to prosper. He gives the, Deuteronomy 8:13 says, He gives us the ability to produce wealth and to prosper. Yes, we heard in the church what prosperity should look like. And the showmanship around it, you hear. But the word is still true. God wants us to prosper. Uh, you know, I, if I don't mind if I... Okay, let me not say it. I'm, my people weak in faith will not understand. But it's not about the showmanship. It's not about having a Ferrari. You hear. It's not having a 10-story what do you call it? Building, house and stuff. God knows you need a car. God knows you need a house. If your desire is for a, for a Ferrari, go and buy it. Enjoy it. But the prosperity is not that. You're here. If your desire is to have a farm, my desire at some stage is to have a farm with a uh, runway on it. And this beautiful aircraft on it, you know, and flying around between there and my work here. Yeah? I think that's a, a lot of, couple of millions more than the normal person thinking. But that's not this prosperity. Prosperity. The wealth is in Jesus. Then out of Jesus, the provision comes. For 
the physical matters. Right, that's another preach. I wish I can preach on that now. We can rule over our circumstances. God wants to give us rulership to rule over circumstances. The things that doesn't fall in line with what we got. We are not called to live under but to above. He took the curse. We do not need to suffer lack through life. Listen. I believe I'm talking under the power of the Holy Spirit. We do not need to suffer lack through life. He will provide. He will turn our failures in prosperity and victory. Power to overcome struggles. The blood provides for us and gives us authority. Now you say, what must I do? What must I do? That's exactly, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> you must believe in the one and understand through the blood that the crown is there for you to take you away from failures. I'm telling you, when you understand that what Jesus is going to do for you, you will have no more failures. You know, you tried so many things. Now God will start giving you wisdom to get out of it. Okay, third place. We're getting there. The blood of identity. I call it the blood of identity. Isaiah 52, 14 says, Many were amazed when they saw him, Jesus. His face was disfigured. He seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, our would scarcely know that he was a man. So here, they were gunning him with the fist, kicking him. We only think it's the back. No, they went for his face. They didn't like Jesus. They want to show the world this man will no more exist. What If you take your ID out, what do you see there? A photo of your face. That is your identity. Your identity card. So they were planning, they knew he was this, they were planning to take Jesus' identity away. You hear, and, and, and this is exactly Jesus said, kick me. Allow it to happen. They plug out his beard, they spit on him while they were doing it. For the Lord, uh, Isaiah 56 and verse 7, For the Lord God will help me. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Okay, so with the face, with identity, shame, mocking, humiliating, those things that people, you and me, going through. Humiliation, you know, being mocked, being accused, because some people don't like us. You, yeah, or the world, or if it's an enemy, if it's people or not people. But it is God's plan that through Jesus' face that he will restore your and my identity. And he did it in a different way that we thought it will be, not on our operation. <laughs> he did it by telling us everyone who accepts him, God the Father now, it chose Jesus sending him. He said, everyone who accepts him, he gives the ability to become a child and a daughter of God. That's where our identity is lying. I pre we have preachings in the past about it. I'm not going to go into the whole preaching. Identities being out of God, born again. You, yeah. Because a new identity, you, you get your identity when you get born. Now, I don't want to go into that. But we, now we are born of God, so we've got a new identity. There's even some places where people change their names. Saul, you know, he went and killed people and 
They put Stephen's clothes in front of him. God, Jesus appeared to him. And then he becomes Paul. So they can get a new name. I know it's not in our tradition, but in the Indian tradition, in the Hindu faith, when they, they come over to Jesus, they change all their names. You don't find their old long names. They become Timothy and Peter. and They become all those names. I'm not saying we must do it. We've got a name, Jesus, Christian. All right, we've got that name. Are you with me? Okay. Well, I think I've said. Okay. The enemy attacks Jesus' identity. I'm not going into that because that's a part of our sonship that the enemy always tells you, are you really a son? Are you really good? Are you really forgiven? You know, and Jesus said, you are the light. You are the, the first, the last, the, the beginning. You know, and the beginning, what you brought there is part of this. Jesus begins it and he will ends it. The vision that we got and the word that you bring. Thank you very much. It's turned me up. Jesus has started it. He will finish it without us. All we need to do is believing. Uh, okay, there's a lot of lies. If you believe a lie of who you are, maybe today is the day that you should stop believing lies which people tell you. All right. But believe what God is telling you about. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm running ahead of myself, but it's fine. Okay, God bless us with the blood of Jesus to restore our identity. He says we are the beloved sons. Okay. Only got one page, then I'm going to do a declaration. So we are number four. Are you still with me? You are. All right. The fourth one where Jesus, which we, everybody knows mostly, is when Jesus gave his back. The blood of healing. But we only think healing as physical healing. You yeah. But it was God's plan, and listen to what he says in Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. His chastisement for our peace was on him, and by his stripes we are healed. All right, so, yes, by his stripes we are healed. So God, there was transgressions and iniquities. Transgressions is breaking the law. You hear uh, trespassing. Iniquities is the wicked stuff, which I don't want to mention here. That is evil things, perverseness. That's where pornography falls in, by the way. I wonder I want to speak about how men can be free from that. But it's a continuous struggle. Because that's what the world attacking the whole time. Um, and Jesus actually paid for iniquities, perverseness, wickedness. Yeah, the back he given for healing was to do to heal us from sin before physical healing. So Jesus' plan was, we know, for this reason why Jesus was born, when the angel appeared, he will save his people from sin, the angel said to Mary. So the first thing was a heart condition. God want to change the, the wicked heart of us and give us a total new heart. That is his plan. He said, he'll take the stony heart out. He will give us a heart of the spirit. Now, sometimes we're still sinning and we see it and we feel like our heart is still the same. No, but you're born again. The blood covers you, but then God will empower you with this grace message. You hear so that you can recover from it. Maybe I'll talk more on that one day as well. The, um, let me just jump, otherwise I 
to finish. So physical sickness is a result from sin in the world. All physical sickness is a result of sin in the world. Um, and God has dealt with sin, so he should have the power to heal you from all physical sickness. And this is where people, oh, I've been prayed so many times, I've done this, maybe my faith is not good, and then all the rules and regulations starts. No, 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 just believe Jesus. There is a thing where we don't see healing, and I'm open to that, to speak about it. If in this church, we want to see the power, we want to see the power of Jesus. So if the power of Jesus is to set your agony and stress away, is that a miracle? Good. So as we make it clear, it's not just physical miracles. <laughs> if God gives you a new work, is that a miracle? Good. So that's not the only miracle. So God can do lots of miracles. But if God chose here to physically heal a blind man here, then we mustn't jump on Facebook and say, this is the man of God and he's got the power and... He's healing. Yeah, yeah, people. No, I want to see results. I don't want to see the method. Yeah, yeah. If God uses me as the, the tap for that moment, put my hand on to, to grow a leg or just take a flu away, and we, you putting next to that person your hand on, yeah, yeah, let the healing of God. Can we say, God, send your healing through us to people? You know, I don't want the showmanship. I don't want all those things. But if I'm going to go and I, I'm going to start be happy, please allow me a little bit of a, a showmanship and a jumping on a chair. You hear and say, hey, thank you, Jesus, for that healing. And you think, hey, that's a bit too much. No, no, that's me. That's my character. That's not the spirit of God. You hear, it's just me showing my gladness when I see somebody healed. You hear. So let us trust God for healing from cancers, from heart conditions, you know, from pains, from sorrows, and things. Yeah, yeah, let God heal you, really. Let's not limit him. Okay, okay, thank you. Let me move on. So, uh, there's a forgiveness of sin is the hard issue, and then the healing of sickness. Jesus said, what is easier? Rise up your bed and go, or your sins are forgiven. But now we think... The law people say your sin must first be forgiven before you get healed. I'm, now I've got news for you. It's not that way around. Jesus already paid the price. It's both. So you don't need the one for the other one. He paid for both. Okay. Okay. Let me stop there. Blood of healing. Forgiveness, just quickly on, on God's term is forgiveness of another person is an act of who you are. It's a hard condition. It is limitless. God says he will forgive all your iniquities, not just some, everything. Okay? Countless, meaning 70 times 7 per day. Uh, you know, I've counted mine. I tried the other day mine, and I, I come to about 6, 7. I don't know what was hidden there. But the ones I know, maybe a little bit of anger and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I got about 7. Oh, but I'm saved. Now the blood is paying for me. Then if I do really see a thing, I just say sorry. But it's not the sorriness that saves you. People say, if I say sorry, 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 that saves you. No. That helps you to come back to faith. Jesus paid for it. So God's one is limitless. Jesus said it's 70 by him, 7. Immediate, confess your sins. God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. 
immediately. But he's done it in Jesus as well 2,000 years ago. Complete, after everything was done, Jesus now, on the work of the cross, which I'm giving you parts of it, Jesus said, uh, your sin I will remember no more. <laughs> we want to, not God. What did you do? Well, I can't remember. What did you do? No, I can't remember. No, no, no. I remember. No, I can't remember. Okay, the fifth place is the blood of creativity for those artistic. Do you believe you are artistic as well? If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, you can be artistic. You can be creative. You can not just painting stuff. You can be creative in work environment. You can be creative in many ways. You hear? So yeah, Psalm 22, 16, they said, they pierce my hands and my feet. Now, just quickly on that, we work with our hands. We get lazy hands. We procrastinate. We make idols. Some people make nice idols, and then they worship it. It could be a car. <laughs> it could be a work. It's not just physical things. Anything that you put above God can become an idol. I'm not saying it is an idol. We take bribes. Bribing corrupts justice. So part of our wicked hands is taking bribes, stealing, violence. We kill each other with our hands. Take a revolver. That's a day we live in. It's not Jesus came and died for this wickedness of this world. So Jesus told them, come, put your finger in here, in my hands. John 20, 27. So that you can believe. But I said, blessed are those who still believe. Okay. So with our hands, we are also creative. We can make things. We are loving, kind. We hug each other. We can rescue stuff. We can bless. We can heal. We encourage. An open hand is somebody who gives, you know, somebody who loves to give. Not just money. You know, we got on the farm, when the farmers get there together in Namibia, you know, you end up going back with meat and all sorts of other things. You, you go with this, but you end up with bread and a lot of other stuff. So let us be willing to give. So the blood of Jesus with his hands provides creativity to bless us for the things we touch. Okay. Jesus being the right hand of God. I hope I open up when you read the Bible that, and you read hand, feet, all those things, things will start coming. The second, last one was the, the blood of purpose, which I call the blood of purpose, is look at my feet. You can see that is really me. Touch me. Jesus said, look, yeah, there's the hole. There's another hole. Look, not me. He looked, disciples, mm, yeah, this really him, he really resurrected. But why did God allow these feet to shed blood? We know that our feet talk about direction. Our feet talks about guidance. Um, our footsteps. Our feet, God says, you'll be fruitful and multiplied and be blessed. Every place that you put your feet down, it is yours. You will trample upon the feet with your feet upon the enemy. <laughs> He's done it on the cross. We take it by believing, applying the blood. 
applying the blood of the feet. Even if you don't know exactly how does it mean, just say, Jesus, your feet. <laughs> Jesus, your feet. I'm applying the feet of Jesus' blood on my enemy. You're here. Not mine. He's. <laughs> okay. So the purpose, uh, the blood of purpose is to give us a purposeful life. That starts with God. So that we don't need to wander around, what is my purpose, what's my purpose. Your purpose starts with God. And lo- believing God and loving people. That's as easy as that. The, the way you're going to do it, God will help you to express it. In my case, flying. Yeah, yeah. And so on. That's how God do it. Okay. Oh yeah, this one I mustn't forget. Isaiah 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful is the feet that bring good news. So we must, our feet mustn't talk. My feet I've chosen will be good news. I'm not going to go, did you know what they did? Do you know this government? Do you know there's no more money in, 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 in there? There's no more this. My feet, no, no. There's enough in this economy for everybody. God will give money to everybody. They will, poverty can be eradicated. Eskom can be restored. The land issue will be sorted out. Because God, all the land belongs to God. God will raise up people. But I don't want to talk politics now. <laughs> I can. But I'd rather choose to bring good news. It starts with Jesus. To proclaim peace. We will not go backwards. God says he will give peace to us. They will not have peace, but I will have peace. The wicked is no peace, but I will have peace. Where I will walk, I will have peace, safety, and security. My house, they will not break in. Yes, if they did break in, then thank you, God. You protected me. I don't understand why and what. So I don't want to make a rule with that. Glad tidings proclaim salvation. This is exactly what I'm just sharing to you. I'm declaring to you, God says this power for those who preach, that is the, what God chose to bring salvation. The Jews were looking for a, um, what, the sign, and the other one were looking for what? What was that? Let me just quickly see if I can grab that one. I'm jumping. Yeah, the... The Greeks were looking for wisdom and the Jews looking for a sign. Um, that's not back, backwards. So God used the foolishness of the cross as the wisdom and the sign is a stumbling block <laughs> to, the, you know, to those who want to do that. Okay, the feet. I'm done with that. The last one. This is where now Jesus is hanging on the cross. They did the the crown is on his head, his feet is this, his hands are being dead, his feet is now being done, he has sweated agony, his face is no more, you hear all those. Now, he says, I'll give up my own life, you cannot take it from me. At the end he said, Father in you I commit my spirit, he's dying. So then they took a spear, and they put it in the side, the Bible said they put it in the side. Let me just find that. I call it the blood of restoration. John 19.34 says, But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. John 19.34. So 
the, 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 I'm not a medical person. Is there any doctors here? You can correct me afterwards, all right, if I'm right or wrong. But the way I've been told is that when they put the spear in here, it actually goes through here and it penetrates his heart. And out of his heart was flowing water and blood, separation. They said when a person's heart is broken, you get that separation between blood and water. So Jesus' heart was broken for us on the cross. Only when the heart is broken does the water separate from the blood. The spear inside, yes, speaks of closeness and vulnerability. You are vulnerable to each other. The closer I get to you, that's why a lot of people cannot bring people close to you because they've got too many hurts. You, you, you cannot bring it, bring it close to you. God want to restore first the closeness to himself, which Jesus done you, yeah, by healing your heart you, you, so that you can come close to him in what people did to you. Uh, so deep hurt and rejections leads to separation where there has been forgiveness. There is forgiveness, but there's still hurt and stuff taking place. I've seen it in my life. I can tell you stories about it. I've forgiven, but others not. People close to me. Divorce. I'm not saying divorce. God has dealt with divorce. We, we see that the whole church is full of it. No condemnation if you divorced here. Yeah. Because God does not see your divorce, your sin, or anything. I come out of a family of divorce. But I remember the one day and during the Toronto revival, God touching me and I'm falling. I'm lying on the ground. I'm crying. In the church, I'm so loud, but like it's not just me, it's others as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm crying. Oh, Jesus. But the people didn't understand it. I went into a vision, and I was lying, and, and I see how God came, and he took this heart out of me, you know, and he put a new heart in me. And I operated, and he said, you must forgive your father. I'm, I'm your father. Yeah, yeah, because of divorce, because of the things. And I just did and. Man, I've forgiven my father 10 years ago. I didn't have carried anything, but that day God, is in a split second, did more than anybody could have prayed or chased a demon out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just have to put that in. Because people think it's the deliverance of that. I believe it's a deliverance of the blood of Jesus. Because we are not anymore according to the traditions of our men, but according to the blood of Jesus. Okay, there goes your deliverance message. There. Then, on this, when a heart is broken, there's a lot of energy going out. And this is specifically why. So the blood of Jesus brings restoration to a broken and a hurtful heart. All right, then I'm going to end here. I'm basically done. Two more things. Jesus is precious, which we see in the beginning. So the blood of the Lamb is precious, without spot, without wrinkle. Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcome by what? The blood of the Lamb. So now I hope I've sketched a lot of areas in your life where the blood has overcome on your behalf. And by the word of their testimony. Because the power at the end is the, when we testify about the crucifixion and what Jesus has done in our lives, that is where the power is. So we must get into a habit of telling other people, you know, I was struggling with this. I had a wedding now. My daughter's getting um, married the 6th of April. 
Uh, no, don't got money. I'll tell you this one. I do got, but not enough. You yeah. And um, I, uh, this month is about five, six thousand in the red. And then what happened is two days ago, I think, yeah, all right. Thank you, Lord. You will provide for me. Um, and suddenly it just came to my mind. But you're working for the government, so when it's your birthday, you're getting your 13th checked. This is how we worked. Yeah, yeah. I said, all right, but my birthday is in June. And then I thought, oh, yes, but two years ago I've changed. You could have put the paper in, and they can change it to the month, whatever month you want. So I went to the HR department and said, what is mine? Now yours is in March. So I'm getting the money before the wedding, not after the wedding. So I'm getting 25,000 rand. All right, so I'm just saying there's, there's money. But God knew that I have to change it to March. In two years' time, you're going to need, need it in March. All right. So, okay. Uh, so the, I talked about sprinkling of the blood. So we believe Jesus died and rose from the dead. So when you read the Bible now, read everything about the power where you can, the power and wisdom, the power and faith, the power and this, it's always connected to something. The power and this, the power and that, the power and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Acts 6 is a good one. We believe Jesus died. Okay, also, um, the way we applying the blood of Jesus is, and I'm not, we're not going to take communion now, but Jesus, as, as many times as you remember, the death of Jesus Christ through the breaking of bread and the breaking of wine. That's where the power lies in. Not yeah, the physical as well, but is believing Jesus, remembering what he's done for you. Now, I, what I try today is to give you areas of your life where Jesus has done something for you. So now if you come to an area of lack or there's a fight or something, a conquest, you just go, the blood of conquest, he will fight my battle for me. All right, so the, I'll just say the blood of faithfulness. You know, Jesus, take my stress and agony. The conquest, he has blessed me. Identity, he given to me. Blood of healing, given my first a new heart, but he also healing my body. Blood of creativity, I will become prosperous. I will prosper other people. Blood of um, my feet, is there's purpose in my life. I will be a carrier of good news where I'm going. And blood of restoration, God will restore any offense of me, anything that people has done to me, so that, and back to him as well. All right. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.